So we are doing chapter 26, Sri Sai Satcharita, averting epileptic fits and suicide and confirmation of faith in one's own guru. My obeisance to Sri Ganesh, to Sri Saraswati, to Sri Guru Maharaj, to the family deity, to Sita Ramachandra, my most humble obeisance. I bow in reverence to the most venerable Guru Sri Sainath. This whole creation containing within itself the entire elemental world of animate and inanimate things and clear as a reflection in a mirror is really an illusory scene created by Maya. In fact, this creation of living and non-living things is not a manifestation but created only in the mind to which it appears as existing in reality. What it reflects in a mirror is not really present there just as our sleep all our desires come true but are destroyed the moment we wake up. As one wakes up, the dream world melts away and it is by the Sadhguru's explanation of the Vedic aphorism that the light of the blissful non-duality appears. And this revelation will only come when Sadhguru, who is God incarnate and who is the seat of the selfless creative power of the universe, is pleased. This is real self, self-illumined and eternal, while this created elemental universe is the sport of Maya of that creator. See, the thing is, everything in this world is a Maya's creation. That means what? All, all the things including the body that you can see for yourself and the world around you is nothing but creation of Maya. But it is not at all understood by the humans because when you look at something, you always feel that that which you see is real. Or why do we say that that is unreal? Let us say for example, now there was one very beautiful movie in which the cartoon characters became real people. And it was that uh, Johnson, you know, Mike, I think Michael Johnson, what is that? Tall fellow. Uh, so he was a basketball player, he has to go in their world. Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny, yes. So, he has to enter this world. Now, when we look at these cartoons, we think that they are unreal, isn't it? Now, I want you to think as a cartoon, what would you look at us at, as human beings? We are going to look as unreal to them. But in that world, everything in their own world is real. And everything in the material world which we are talking about is unreal. So, if you actually look at it, on which side of the curtain are you on? That is what will give you the sense of that duality. You know, suppose you are on this side of the curtain, then what happened? Nothing happened. Anything happened? No, my connection is perfect. Anyway, uh, I think your connections are down. So maybe you need to reload or something. <laughs> so we will continue from there. I will come to the Maya aspect of it very shortly. So these, these relative positions that we take, either from the cartoon world or from the real world, both by itself are unreal. Because the characters have come from our mind, so they are unreal. And these characters, that is you and me, have come from the mind of Vishnu. <laughs> so we are unreal. 
it is like that if you actually see it that way you will understand that everything is correlated yet what is real so that is the question that we need to find out for ourselves what exactly is real so finding out that real thing is what we are searching for what we are actually going to look into from brahma himself right down to the tiniest of the shrubs this whole elemental world that stretches out before us is illusory it is a spectacle created by maya that means even brahma vishnu mahesh everybody is is unreal right up to the blade of grass just as a rope through the ignorance of the real nature is mistaken for a snake or a garland or a baton or a stream of water so is the case with the vast expanse of the universe as such it has no place in the true self this visible world is made up of maya and this maya will be dispelled only with the philosophical attitude knowledge which is obtained when the guru awakens the disciple by imparting instructions to him keeping in mind the meaning of the third person singular derivative of the sanskrit word guru it means clear that the guru alone is powerful enough in this world to impart the highest truth to the disciple hence let us pray to baba that he may create in our minds a longing to turn inwards endowing the mind with the power of discriminating between the transient and the permanent and thereby making it ready to renounce sensual pleasures as for me i am always thoughtless and foolish hindered by hindered by my ignorance of the occult of mysterious with a mind ruled by the wicked evil thoughts that is why this puzzles me make my mind as clear and as pure as a mirror o sai so that i shall repose unwavering faith in the world of the guru and of the vedanta may the knowledge of the self be firmly imprinted on it above all this o sadguru shri sai samarth let the real significance of the knowledge be understood by me for without actual experience what spiritual progress a mere babble of words can attain therefore baba grant me your grace that by your power this knowledge may be experienced and thus imbibed by me and thereby attain to the state of oneness with the almighty therefore oh my god my sadguru sai i surrender my ego at your feet hereafter my responsibility is yours for i have no separate existence please take away my ego from that awareness of pleasure and pain i do not want you can then pull all the strings as you wish to restrain my mind or you become my ego taking to yourself all the experience of pleasure and pain i do not want the anxiety attendant upon it glory to you o satiated one may my love for you grow day after day o abode of all wheel may this fickle mind find rest at your feet who else but you can counsel us about our welfare relieve of our pain and suffering and bring peace and contentment to our heart baba it is a great good fortune in shirdi that you have come here and stayed on even even later truly you have given it the sanctity of the place of pilgrimage blessed is this shirdi that due to its past merit that all merciful sai has adorned it by the habit habitation there and thus has bestowed upon it a glorious good fortune it is you who stimulate and encourage me you who stir my speech who then am i to sing your praises you alone are the doer and the impeller of all actions your constant company is to us the shastras and the vedas listening to your story every day is like a perusal of the sacred lore chanting your name without losing a moment is our katha kirtan it is our means of communion with you it is the contentment of our heart such happiness as will run us away from your bhajans we do not desire what greater fall than this from grace to a greater harm to spiritual advancement can there be
Our tears of joy are the warm water to wash your feet. With pure love is the sandalwood paste that we apply to you, while our good steadfast faith is in the apparel we put on you. See here in this uh, one of the lines mentioned, it was said that when the guru awakens the disciple by imparting instructions to him, the verse number nine. This says this visible world is made up of Maya, and this Maya will be dispelled. only with the philosophical knowledge which is obtained when the guru awakens the disciple by imparting instructions to him the idea about instructions imparting means very simply this see in the material world we govern the entire material world with the material rules and regulations none of the rules that are applicable in the material world are applicable in the spiritual world what you see as real in the material is becoming unreal in the spiritual and what is real in spiritual is unreal in the material world so if you actually look at it you will find that you can't see god so according to a material being it is unreal but those who are on the spiritual side see god don't see the world they consider the world as maya so then for them that is unreal and this is real so you will find that this spiritual knowledge that is there it has to be imparted as an instruction what is the meaning of the word instruction instruction means that which you are told to do isn't it that which you are supposed to do when you are given certain methodologies so following the methodologies are very very important so what happens is the guru imparts knowledge to every individual in his own methods he is not going to give everybody the same kind of instructions the instructions are going to differ from person to person so it is never going to be the same so if somebody is expecting that the instructions are all general that okay today we have to do the homework from page number 5 to page number 7 write down 20 times and that is not instruction that is what school used to do <laughs> but in the spiritual world the instructions are completely different the idea is to override the mind the idea is to discriminate the idea is to have dispassion for the world the idea is to have detachment so slowly and steadily as we progress on the path of spiritual the guru starts with first the karma the act of karma that is happening in the material world he has to take charge of your sanchit which is your accumulated and the one which is called agami the futuristic now only under your under his instruction can you eliminate the futuristic otherwise at every given step in time you are going to add more and more to the sanchit isn't it because it gets accumulated whatever karma that you do for the future purpose is going to get accumulated in that big kitty so first he takes over the karma then he teaches you what is called dispassion dispassion is slowly taught to you in such a way that everything in the world is unreal so what is it that you are running after money this that so many things that a person keeps on running all these things are absolutely unreal so he goes towards dispassion and then it's a stage of detachment and finally it's discrimination so there are stages and then there is sadhana sadhana means 
he is going to instruct you in how to reach that particular destination or a goal so different kinds of sadhanas are given how to go about it so these are techniques which are employed so now we'll go back to the passage with this mental worship rather than with the outward puja ritual shall we propitiate you and please you with a perfect single minded concentration we will offer at your feet the pure eight paneled petal lotus of the eightfold benevolent affection affection of the body and earn our own reward on the forehead we will apply the bukka that is that black powder which you put of simple faith and tie the girdle of steadfast devotion around the waist in total surrender we should make an offering by bowing our neck in the big toes of your feet thus enjoying the exquisite glorious ceremony the gem the gem studded ornament of our love we shall use to adorn you and wave around your face the nimble one or our very being making a charmer of our panchapran we shall fan you ceaselessly our total absorption in you is the protective umbrella we shall use to shield you from the scorching heat in this way we shall offer you the ashtanga puja with sandalwood paste consecrated rice etc which our self rejoicing and propitiate you o sai raja for our own good for the fulfillment of our wishes we will always chant the mantra sai samarth which will also help us in our spiritual advancement and we will experience fulfillment through our staunch faith in the preceding chapter it was narrated how sai samarth the most compassionate one would instruct his devotees for his own welfare now in this chapter it will be described how he confirmed the devotee's faith and devotion to his own guru listen to this wonderful story about it be attentive all listeners in hearing this sweet story of the devotee pant so that its lesson is firmly imprinted on the mind how and what experiences were given to the devotee how the collyrium of faith was put in his eyes and how his restless mind was calmed by the reaffirmation of the faith in his own guru once a devotee called pant after many unsuccessful attempts went to at last to shirdi with a friend with a keen desire for sai's darshan he had already received initiation from his own guru from whom he, for whom he had a great devotion and had had a hence had a doubt in his mind as to why he should go to shirdi and yet whatever is predestined will quite unexpectedly come about the opportunity for sai's darshan came without an effort and proved beneficial undoubtedly man makes plans but god will other god's will god wills otherwise nothing works against destiny listen at ease to the experience of this planning to go to shirdi a group of people set out together from their respective place very happily boarding a train as they entered the compartment suddenly they discovered pant sitting there pant then found out that they had planned to go to shirdi in a group there was pant's friend and some close relatives too with the result even though pant had no inclination to go to the party he was persuaded to do so under some pressure actually he had a ticket only up to the destination he had originally intended and now he changed his mind let us all travel together to shirdi said the friends and relatives and much against his own inclination pant had to acquiesce to their strong persuasion he then got down at virar while the others went ahead to mumbai pant borrowed some money towards travelling expense and joined the others at mumbai he had not the heart to disappoint his friends and so got the permission to go to shirdi from his own guru together they all traveled to shirdi merrily about 11 o'clock in the morning they went to the mosque and were quite enthused when they saw the devotee crowding together to perform baba's puja as they gazed at baba their hearts were filled with joy all of a sudden all of a sudden pant was seized with fit and fell down unconscious 
he felt very weak. His body became motionless. His companions were worried and greatly agitated in their mind. But with Baba's grace and the help of other people around, as soon as some water was sprinkled on his head, the swoon disappeared completely. Regaining consciousness, he sat up with a start as though just waking up from sleep. Through intuition, Baba knew everything. Fully aware of the great devotion to his own Guru, Baba assured him protection and confirmed his faith in the Guru. Whatever the situation, he said, never leave the place of your own Guru. Always be steadfast in devotion and recognize the oneness of all Gurus. Pant recognized the mark and thought of his own Guru. Of Baba's tender compassion, the memory remained with him all his life. Similarly, a gentleman from Bombay named Harish Chandra was in great distress. His son became afflicted with epilepsy. He tried all the remedies but nothing worked. Seeing that all the efforts had failed, all that now remained was to try saints and sadhus. In the year 1910, Ganu was performing Kirtan and spreading Baba's fame everywhere. With the result, Shirdi was flooded with pilgrims. A small petty village that Shirdi was, great was its good fortune, it became as holy as Pandarpur. Its importance gives infinitely. The flow of pilgrims knew no bounds. Many of them had the experience that disease were caused by Baba's mere darshan, or by the touch of his hand, or even by the kind compassionate glance. By a wholehearted surrender to him, devotees attained their highest good. For knowing their wishes, he satisfied them all. By smearing his udi, the evil spirit takes to their heels. By his benediction, troubles are averted. By the gracious glance, all harm is prevented. Hence, people came running to him. These are basically the false beliefs that every person has. Actually, we all go for overcoming all these kind of issues. So, we go to temple, churches, visit all kinds of Babaji's and everywhere and say, you know, ki, okay, if, if I go to this place, he is removing all the afflictions, so you are supposed to go. If you, if you look at it from that point of view, you are just nothing but a dealer. You are basically, you are nothing but a businessman. You are going over there because you are getting something out of that place. But what is, what is it that you are finally supposed to look into? All these are nothing but all the things which are granted by this divine person is not granted by him, by the way. They are granted by the Ashtasiddhis that are around him. That means what? He himself may not do anything. Physically, he is not going to do anything. But what happens is, the universe around him, which is comprising of all the Siddhis, the Siddhas that are there, basically those who are the magic people around him, which are invisible, they keep on performing those kind of great acts of miracles. The miracles, if you can remember, there is a very beautiful story where Moses has to perform a miracle. How many times? Twice. Once in front of the king, where he throws the staff down. And second time, in front of that great sea, where he parts the sea. Now you may wonder, where was Jesus Christ, where was Father in heaven? There was nobody over there, but how could he do it? Moses is never confirmed as a saint or a sage or anybody like that. He is just a man of God. He was just going around over there trying to teach about God. But he has never been given that status where his church is built or something like that. You will not find Moses' church anywhere. Moses is the person who was given instructions by the God to bring down those tablets. And he is the one who imparted the knowledge about the sins that are committed. You are not supposed to do those, those, those kind of things. 
But how did the divine lord's miracle work where he was concerned? Uh, this is something which you need to understand. The miracles are not performed by the divine, that is by the father in heaven. He is not going to do that. He doesn't do that. All the people around him, that is all his associations that are there, which are comprising of the different gods, goddesses and all the sages that are around, the Siddhis, Siddhis are the magical beings, Siddhas as we call them, they are the ones who perform all these miracles. So sometimes it may so happen that you will find that the flowers are still alive after two days or three days. The flowers are supposed to die in a day, but you will wonder how they are alive. So many a times you will find that when you shake the narial, there is no water, but when you open it, there is water inside. Or you may feel that something has got spoiled and then it is not spoiled. You will find these are very tiny miracles that keep on happening to us in our daily world. These miracles are not a part of that great domain, by the way. It is a part of the Siddha. So the Siddhas are the one who do these kind of things. Okay. So if you are going to a great stage and thinking that I am going to get this and I am going to get that, that is being very petty. What you should be going is to go and ask for the highest. Why you want to go and disturb him for very small things? Why not go and disturb him for the highest things that are there? Like reaching the state of enlightenment or like uh, going, uh, getting Brahmanyana. Of course, you remember he, there was that person who asked for Brahmanyana. Of course, you can ask for Brahmanyana also. Nobody says you can't. <laughs> but always make yourself the patra. That means the eligibility criteria is very, very important. The eligibility for reaching that destination is important. So you need to become eligible first. So if you are not, then you will have to go step by step, step by step, step by step. Today's blog is talking to you about how an atheist can turn into a person who follows the path of God. You will find that most of the people, this is how they turn very slowly towards that. So we'll continue. Having heard by the word of mouth about Baba's great prowess as described by Das Ganuskar Kathakirtan and his books, he felt a great eagerness for Baba's darshan, take, taking with him his wife and children and carrying offering of various fruits. Pitre came to Shirdi by virtue of his past merit to have Baba's darshan. He laid the afflicted son at Baba's feet and himself prostrated before Baba when suddenly something happened which was quite un unpropitious. Pitray was extremely agitated and confused. As the son's eyes met size, the boy became unconscious, rotating his eyeballs suddenly. The parents were distraught. He fell down unconscious to the ground, foaming profusely at the mouth. It causes great anxiety to the father and mother who blamed it on their fate. Breathing appeared to have stopped, froth flowed freely from the mouth, sweat broke out all over the body, all hope of survival was extinguished. On earlier occasion, the boy was often seized with such fits, but never was this duration as long as the present one. Never had he been and never will he be. Such was the nature of the fit, which brought the boy to a near-death condition. The state of the child gave rise to an endless flow of tears from the mother's eyes. Oh, what did we come here for? And now see what has happened. That's what was to be the cure that has caused the great harm. Should these people, should these feed Babas have become destructive thus? In vain and vain has been the whole effort. Oh, that one should enter the house for the fear of the thief and the house itself should come crashing down once upon oneself. 
Such indeed has been our coming here, said the lady, that the cow fearing the tiger may eat her up, should run away, fearing for her life only to meet a butcher on the way. This is what had happened to us. This is actually a test of faith. Faith is the most important, potent thing that is there. Now what happens is, the faith, if it is not tested properly, it can never stand straight over there. So in the initial stages, you will find that often your faith is shaken up because of certain things which are going against the way you want it to happen. Do you remember in one of the lines it was mentioned, man proposes, God disposes. <laughs> so man thinks that he is going to reach the moon. Unfortunately, he doesn't even go beyond his own city. So the dreams are there. And so the person thinks, I am going to achieve that dream over there. But at that point in time, what happens is, one big setback is there, Dup! you fall down. And when that happens, the shake, the, the faith is completely shaken. And then you start, you know, discrediting. And then you start saying, you know, what is this? This is what is supposed to happen. My child is supposed to get cured. And here, see what is happening. Nothing is happening. On the contrary, everything is reversing out. How does that happen? So it is nothing, is it anything to do with the reversal or is it anything to do with your faith? Faith works in a very beautiful way. Let me give you an example. I was reading an article just two days ago about the uh, the Salime and the, you know, those two companies in the America which got completely went under. Those are those insurance and this, uh, you know, housing companies, if I am not mistaken. And uh, the flats and the houses which were getting sold at that point in time are those where more than 50% of the houses had certain issues with the with those houses, you know, certain problems with them. So why did that happen? So there are these people in California and other places who are buying those houses at dirt cheap prices, at half the rates. But they couldn't stay in that place. They couldn't stay in that place because uh, this is a very big article which has appeared in a very big uh, magazine which if I can get it, I'll send it to you all. So this, these houses were supposedly jinxed. These houses had certain issues. Certain issues were there. And that is what came out in the market. So, how does that thing work? So, the faith gets shaken when, when things start going wrong, you know. What happens? First thing is, all the rats bail out. Isn't that what is also there when the ship is sinking? What is the first thing that bails out? The ones who don't have any faith in the ship will bail out first. But why are they not giving the fate, fate, or the faith the chance? The tide is going to turn. See, after the darkness, there is always a sunshine. Noah, Noah's ark. One very beautiful example. How many days it rained and rained and rained and rained and rained. And that man is the only one who had faith in God. He's the only one who believed in, in God's words. So he made that ship. You have to hang on to it. Hang on to it with faith. 40 days and nights, if I am not mistaken, isn't it? It rained and rained and rained and rained and rained. The whole earth was inundated with water. 
same thing is there in uh, in our mythology as well it just kept on raining but what is it that finally blew the entire thing away it's the faith so the faith is what a person needs to have so just because the child has fallen sick the mother has started having doubts the father has started having doubts why have we come over here no it is the faith which is getting shaken so let us see what happens that the wayfarer to escape the burning heat of the sun should seek rest under the shade of a tree and the tree itself should fall uprooted such was their condition with full trust in god one should go inside a temple and the temple itself should collapse on it on oneself similar to it was their state but baba then assured them have some patience in your heart lift them up and carry him away carefully he will regain consciousness so see patience shraddha and saburi patience and faith are two important words that we need to have in our world patience and faith i will come to your question shortly with full trust in god you need to have the trust one should go inside the temple and the temple itself will but see the temple is shaking it's going to collapse it may fall down but why are you so much worried but baba then assured them have some patience in your heart lift him and carry him out carefully he will regain consciousness take the boy to your place after another 24 minutes or so life will return to the body do not rush things needlessly so they did accordingly baba's word came true pitre and the family were overjoyed doubts misgivings had all disappeared on being carried to the wada the boy at once gained consciousness bringing great relief to the father and the mother that was full of joy Pitre then came with his wife for Baba's darshan and prostrated in obeisance before him with uttermost humility. Seeing his son so revived, he sat pressing Baba's feet with a heart full of gratitude and joy. Baba then asked him with a smile, "Are those ripples of doubts and apprehensions at rest? At least now, he who reposes full trust and keeps his courage and patience high, him will Sri Sri Hari protect. Sri Hari is Sri Krishna. Krishna will only protect those people." who has full trust and faith in him courage to withstand this you need to have the courage to withstand that much amount of shaking you know the trouble if you recollect the story of samson samson's eyes were you know they had uh, pierced his eyes he he was he was completely blind he was the greatest strong man on the earth and Delilah had cut his hair so he was left with no energy and then one day when his hair had grown up he could shake the entire foundation of the empire the entire arena was shaken the king and everything fell down simultaneously so the whole building came crashing down that is what is called faith and you need to have that patience you have to wait it out and that is what is important coming from a wealthy respectable well known family pitre celebrated the occasion befittingly by distributing qualities of sweet meats to all and offering fruit flowers etc at baba's feet his wife was a very pious lady being simple loving and trusting at heart she used to sit near the pillar gazing intently at baba and as she gazed her eyes would suddenly fill with tears this happened every day and seeing the marvel of her love baba would be greatly enchanted as with the gods so is with the saints both are totally bound by the love of the devotee and those who worship them with an un- unswerving devotion are blessed with their grace see one of the verses over here is telling you very clearly what actually happens to the person 
the person cries don't worry it's a part and parcel of our world this is a progression it's a progression on the spiritual so don't you worry if you start crying there's not it's nothing wrong in crying so when these words are actually entering us tears well up in the eyes horripilations come about hair stand at end you know you sweat something runs behind on your back you will find all these kind of things happening when these people were about to leave shirdi they came to the mosque for baba's darshan they took the leave received udi and were ready to go suddenly baba took 3 rupees from his pocket calling pitare to him just listen to what he said then bapu i have given you 2 rupees earlier keep these 3 along with them and perform their puja proper puja regularly it will benefit you greatly accepting them happily as prasad pitare took the rupees in the hand prostrated at baba's feet and said give me your blessing o maharaj however a thought arose instantly in his mind This is really my first trip here. Then what is this that Baba is saying? I surely do not understand this. I have never seen Baba before. How did he give me two rupees earlier? I cannot make anything of this. Patrana Pitare was quite astonished. How can the words be explained? His curiosity grew, but Baba would give no indication, and the matter remained undecided. Many a times you will find the sage does not talk; he just leaves the sentence in the midway, somewhere in the middle, and he will just walk away from there, or he won't even talk further. So you really wonder at that time whether have I heard correctly? What is he saying? Then doubts keep on coming. Oh, oh, is it the right thing that I heard? What is it that he is talking about? How are the things? I mean, what is going to happen? Why is he saying that these words are going to be there? This is going to be there, and that is. So you really wonder many a times. Many years later, in retrospection, you will find that everything that was mentioned has exactly transpired the way it is supposed to. and everything has fallen the way it is all supposed to fall many a times it so happens that i want this just now somebody says i want a million dollars just now and the person may say i want million dollars just now and the sage says okay tathastu mil jayega you are going to get but there is something which you have not understood that is called the factor called time we don't understand that and that factor is something that we need to so have faith faith is very very important it is going to lead you towards that so slowly steadily it may happen when where how why no idea so just have to let it be but everything happens in the way it is destined we have always heard this word no everything happens the way it is destined i think even in this chapter we did this everything works the way it is destined what do you mean by it, it is destined the way it is destined so that means the destiny is something that got written somewhere of your past and this time you are you are actually following that which is going to happen which is called prarabdha isn't it so prarabdha is going to lead you towards something so does destiny get written now yes you will say destiny got written because then agami is going to happen somewhere in the future we don't know about it again see the words as per the destiny everything is preordained what is preordained or destined now the one who wants to write the rewrite the destiny can do that 
right or wrong there is something which also happens the one who is writing the destiny can rewrite the words also can scratch the words can do the edits also or no there is a possibility but this possibility one day i will explain to you how it works some day just now we don't have the scope so i will <laughs> explain to you how the rewriting also is possible and that is something which is very very unique so let us continue saints may have something saints may say something quite casually yet the words will always come true and peter in his heart knew this hence he felt even more puzzled later when he went to mumbai and went home there was an old lady in the house who finally satisfied his curiosity the old lady who was peter's mother while she inquired casually about the news from shirdi the subject of the 3 rupees came up the connection of which with the earlier could two could not be established pondering over it suddenly the recollection came back the old lady said to peter now i re- really remember what baba said is perfectly true recently you took up your son to shirdi so that he and he had baba darshan similarly in the past your father too had taken you to akalkot akalkot is a place which uh, some of us have visited akalkot swami samarth okay well known for his kindness and beneficence the maharaj at akalkot was a siddha he had intuitive knowledge of everything and was an enlightened yogi your father was also pure and sinless in his conduct pleased with the puja that your father offered this yogi raja was pleased and gave 2 rupees as prasad to be worshiped in the daily puja these earlier 2 rupees to my child the swami had given you as prasad in order to be worshiped the 2 rupees were placed in the family gods and your father used to perform the puja every day with great faith i alone know his firm unwavering faith and how the faith guided him in the day to day to come day to day conduct but after him the articles of puja became the playthings of the children the faith in god began to disappear and performance of puja became a matter of shame children were asked to perform it who would then bother about the rupees many years passed in this way the rupees were utterly neglected in fact the memory was completely wiped away and the pair of rupees was thus lost however great is your good fortune for you met akalkot maharaj himself in the form of sai to wipe away the layers of oblivion and also to ward off future calamities so at least from now onwards give up doubts and distrust and remember your ancestors give up crooked ways keep on worshiping these rubies regularly and looked upon the pras- look upon this prasad of the saint as an ornament sai samarth has given you the mark to revive your devotion as pitre heard the story from his mother his heart was filled with joy all pervasiveness of sai the significance of his darshan left a deep impress on his mind the nectar sweet words of the mother revived the vanishing faith and the lapse was atoned for by a sincere remorse paving the way for future good and so whatever had to happen happened but the saint had awakened him in the sense of duty for which he had he was most grateful and always remained alert to perform his duty on the days to come i shall now narrate another similar experience listen to it as an at your ease it will show how baba restrained the unbridled willful tendencies of the devotees i am sure you have that uh, curiosity isn't it so <laughs> okay i'll just solve your curiosity in one different way you remember this story is talking about a young boy 
Remember? This story is about a young boy who is fainted. Now this boy who has fainted is because he is suffering from a very serious disease. So when he meets Baba's eyes, he is completely gone. Now, the 24 minutes that are, that are passing between that, what, you know, what is the meaning of the word 24 minutes? Every time when they say, give 24 minutes. 24 minutes is called a muhurta. Ek muhurta. One muhurta. That is all you need to take. <laughs> In that one muhurta, everything can change. Anything can happen. Now, he had gone to, as a child, this person had gone to another place. That is called Akkalkot. Here, the son was brought over here to Shirdi. Now, when I said that this whole thing is rewritten, think the whole story is rewritten once again. Do you see the similarities in the story? His father had taken him to one saint. This father is taking his son to another saint. Both are talking the same language. So why did the son go over there? The younger one. That person was supposed to die. Now this great fact is missed out in the whole thing. Did you see? Till just now we have not come up to this point. It is missed out over here. It is Baba's grace that brought this child over there. The child's life after that is not the child's life at all. You understand this? That entire tweaking happened in the 24 minutes. That small difference of 24 minutes, the whole system got tweaked in a different way. Now think about it. What was the destiny of the child? Death. You got it? What happened in the 24 minutes? It got rewritten. Rewritten. The whole system changes. The system changes and something that is very very important at that point in time appears over there at the moment. Which means the divine being sitting in front is actually writing another story over there. So now you will understand how destiny gets rewritten in a different way. So, a new life is given to the child. But what do the parents think? The child is revived. See, in their world there is a continuation of the story. But in the sages world, a new story has started. Which nobody can understand. So, this is the new thing which has appeared over there. Ah, yes, yes, yes. It's very much unreal. The body is unreal. What is the appearance in that? Any object that appears in the material is unreal. So, what is it that is real which is not there just now? The divinity which is called the spirit inside that person that has been reworked. So, did you understand? 
taking use of prakriti's instruments prakriti's instruments is the body got it she is just given the body as a material pancha you know panchabhutas are all added together a b c d x y z everything is put together and the panchabhutas are there and the body is existing but the body is destructive in nature it is anyway going to get destroyed very soon this child is not the child which died that means the one which was is not the one which is but this is never understood by the person this kind of fine tweaking is done by the sages when jesus cry, cried out to lazarus and said to him lazarus wake up come outside lazarus was dead for many days you think it's lazarus who walked out i'm sorry lazarus never walked out am i right brito is lazarus's body which walked out but not with lazarus in it so the spirit is that which is undestructed which is cannot be destroyed isn't it that which is real the spirit cannot be destroyed remember it is coming from a different domain altogether it is definitely something which is eternal now that eternal is now mixed with this destructive element so what happens we think it's the same person did you get what i am saying but it is not the same person the whole system is different the one that comes is completely a different person but we missed out this entire point see the the pothi is not giving you any of those directions it is telling you something completely different it's talking about the 3 rupees and the 2 rupees got it the 3 and the 2 rupees are for a very simple mind to understand okay this is what happened it's a confirmation of faith yes but what is the biggest gift that was got nobody understood that so in our life also the sages are performing far greater miracles than we can ever imagine in our world but what do we look at oh he is changing water into wine sorry that is not a great gift changing water into wine any magician can do sir but to put a body back on its wheels to get the spirit back roaring off off all over again is the most difficult thing it's an impossible thing so that is what you got to focus on so don't you forget that so hmm so where were we i shall narrate another experience 113 no yes and so whatever has to happen happened and but the stint but the saint had awakened him a sense of his duty for which he was most grateful and always remained alert to perform his duties in the days to come i shall now narrate another similar experience listen to it in at it your ease it will show how baba restrained the unbridled willful tendencies of the devotee there is an excellent devotee called gopal narayan ambedkar who lived in pune Listen carefully to his story. He was he had a job in the excise department under the British government and after completing 10 years of service he left the job and sat at home. His fate changed for the worse all days are not alike. He was caught up in the whirl of adversary planetary situations. Who can give a slip of fate and escape it adverse effect? To begin with he was posted to Thane district but later he was destined to serve at Jawahar. 
and there where he was at once an officer he now became jobless but a job is like a water in a caladium leaf how will it come back on to the former position he made the utmost effort at that time but he had no luck so he resolved to preserve his independence troubled following trouble reached a peak he became despondent in every way year after year his financial position was sliding downwards calamities followed in quick succession the domestic scene became unendurable unendurable seven years passed by thus every year he would go to shirdi enumerating before baba all his hardships prostrating at his feet day and night in the year 1916 his distress and disgust for his life reached culmination and as he felt putting an end to his life in holy shirdi itself at that time he had been staying in shirdi with his family for two months now listen to what happened one night as ambedkar was sitting on the bullock cart in front of the dikshitwada while thoughts raced through his mind tired of life itself he had become disinterested and disheartened enough he thought enough of his suffering i have lost all hope for living so thinking recklessly despondent in his own life ambedkar was ready to jump into the well taking the opportunity when everything is quiet and no one is nearby i shall satisfy the desire of my heart and will great will get great freedom from pain and sufferings as so he thought to take one's own life is really a great sin yet he made this firm resolve but sai baba who controls everything averted the rash action just a few steps away from the stop spot where ambedkar was sitting was the house of a eating house proprietor sagun meru naik who was a great devotee of baba and served him faithfully sagun suddenly came up to the doorstep and asked ambedkar at that very moment have you ever read the pothi of akkalkot maharaj let me see let me see said ambedkar eagerly as he took it in his hand and began to glance through the pages quite casually he then started reading somewhere in the middle as luck would have it the subject that he thus started reading was the most appropriate for the innermost thoughts and made it mark on mine at once i shall now narrate the story that came up from his reading so very naturally it will be related briefly and in essence so as to avoid making the bulk bulky when the great contemplative saint akkalkot maharaj was at akkalkot one of the devotee was undergoing suffering beyond his endurance and was in great distress due to the disease in order to obtain freedom from the affliction he served maharaj for many days and now he could bear pain no more he was greatly agitated and worried determined to put an end to his life and seeing that it was night when everything was quiet he went to the well and jumped into it suddenly maharaj came there took him out with his own hands and said to him whatever suffering fate has ordained for us has to be borne unless we suffer the consequences of our previous karma in the form of disease affliction leprosy pain what can a suicide do moreover unless this pain and suffering is undergone fully another birth has to be taken to complete it therefore bear the suffering a little more do not be provoked into destroying your own life on reading this story so befitting the present occasion ambedkar was simply amazed and at once felt quite ashamed of himself in the face of such an pervasive above all pervasiveness of baba in the heart ambedkar understood fully well what is preordained must be endured that is what was suggested to him at the right moment and that the hazardous step that he had contemplated was not for his good this visionary experience was in fact of the voice from heaven on seeing sai's marvelous leela his faith in sai was strengthened further had the warning from sai given so unexpectedly to the book and from sagun's mouth became delayed even slightly it would have ruined his life i would have lost my life he thought and brought upon the family great harm bringing great hardships to my wife i would have thus lost materially and spiritually but under the pretext of the pothi it was baba who induced sagun to turn my mind back from the thought of ending my life 
If such a thing had not happened, the poor fellow would have lost his life in vain. But where there is a saviour like Sai, how could that killer destroy? The father of this devotee had great devotion for Akkalkot Swami. Baba merely reiterated through this experience that this worship should be continued in the same way. Thus everything turned out well afterwards. Even those days of hardships passed away. He took great trouble to study astrology and soon enjoyed the fruit of the study. By Sai's grace and his prasad, he saw better days. He gained proficiency in astrology. The poverty of the earlier days disappeared soon. His loving devotion to the Guru grew. Happiness, prosperity followed and he, en he now enjoyed domestic felicity and comfort. In every way, he was now very happy. Innumerable are such miracles, each more interesting than the other. Narration of all of which will only increase the volume of this book. Hence, only their essence has been narrated. Hemad surrenders humbly at Sai's feet. In the next chapter, we'll follow the interesting narration of how Baba gave the gift of Vishnu Sahasranam to Shama. In spite of Shama's repeated refusal, out of his boundless affliction for Shama, Baba forced the Sahasranam on him, pointing out the great significance to him. So now listen to the story carefully, where Baba will be seen to initiate the disciple at the appropriate time and much against the wishes of the disciple. At the end of the chapter, it will be seen how remarkable it is the matter of manner of initiation from the Sadguru. Listen to it, O listeners with reverence, beneficence of all beneficence, this Sai is very treasure of all excellences. Only the most unfortunate get the chance to listen to his sacred purifying kirtan and to the story of this life. We'll be to all. Here ends the 26th chapter of Sri Sai Samarth Satcharita called Averting Epileptic Feats. Uh, fits and suicide and confirming of the faith in one's own guru as inspired by the saints and the virtuous and composed by the devotee Hemad Pan. So we have come to the end. So as usual I will tell you one story. <laughs> so a similar story happened a couple of years ago, many years ago. There was this couple. They decided that Enough is enough because there, there was no money in the house. They had reached the end of the tether. And that point in time, the couple looked at their children. They were all sleeping over there. In the middle of the night, they started walking towards the tank. It was a huge tank. Tank in the sense, not the tank that you think of. A huge water body. They came near the water body. And they decided that they have to end their life over there. Suddenly, the lady said, she called out to Krishna and said to Krishna, Krishna, if this is the time that I got to end my life, I don't want it to happen this way. First, I need to have your darshan. First, I need to see you. You have to hold my hand. And then I will walk with you in this tank. She suddenly remembered her own guru telling her that I will come and see you. So she told her husband and she said, See, my guru has said that he is going to come and see. So, we cannot die at this moment in time. So, finally, both the couple, they walked back home. After a few days, she met her guru. Her guru, she told the guru what exactly had happened. 
and then he said if you have asked krishna for this he will hold your hand and he will walk with you so you need to have that much amount of faith the guru died and many years later this lady also was able to die peacefully with krishna holding her hand and this is the end of the story suicide is something that should never be contemplated by any human being because it is very dangerous you don't even know what kind of karma that you are getting into and that is the reason it should never be contemplated upon